This video is brought to you by Rocket Money and Babbel. And you ready to get out of Compton? Let's get into it. Off topic, but because it happened today. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Rest in peace, Carl Weathers. We love recording you. this. I don't know yes. when this is getting uploaded, but yeah. rest in peace, Carl Weathers. Is it cool if we turn down just a little? Yeah, sorry, yeah, just definitely. a little more. Um, by the way, if you guys are listening to this on Apple or Spotify, uh, if you don't mind giving us a rating, we would really appreciate it. It really does help us out. Oh, Jeff Gary Gray played a character in this movie. Oh, Damn, wow. I didn't even realize it. Um, well, first of all, as we mentioned at the offset, I didn't know too much. I mean, obviously, I know who Ice Cube and, and uh, Dr. Dre were, but I didn't really know much about NWA or the group or anything like that mm-hmm. or how they broke apart. But I thought this was a very riveting uh, and interesting film, and I just thought the story was just extremely interesting and just there was a lot of great themes uh, going on too. Just about uh, you know, just about uh, who you led in your life in terms of managers, and obviously these guys, you know, they came, you know, from a rough uh, time in terms of where they grew up and all that, and obviously they were, had to deal with racial profiling in terms of from the police and all that, which they integrated into their songs in such a great way. But uh, they didn't understand how the business world works, which I get. I don't. I still don't even understand how that works, and I just felt bad, especially for. I mean, Easy was so easily manipulated by Jerry, because yeah. uh, that was Jerry's domain, and uh, you know these guys were so happy. Oh my God, we got deals. We're getting. I mean, I mean, these guys were worth fifty times more than what they were getting, and you know, basically ego and. Uh, you know, skimming off the top was what broke them apart. You know, they didn't get their fair share of worth. And it sucks. They were just such a great group. Um, and uh, it's it's really sad. Uh, and I was so glad that they were, I mean, again, if this is really what happened, that they were going to get back together. But obviously with what happened with Eazy-E, so sad, so devastating. Obviously, you know, in real life too, you got to be so careful who you sleep with and have, you know, unprotected relationships with in terms of, uh, but... Um, again, very, very riveting and compelling story. And just the group, I was very invested in all these characters. I loved watching, uh, what, you know, how they, uh, uh, just how they form their group and just like, especially easy. Like I, I love like what you said at the beginning, (laughs) it was kind of laughable just hearing him at the beginning when we heard him rapping. And then just, I love the way, uh, Dre, you know, was directing him, uh, to his strengths. And then, you know, how we saw him, uh, become what we see. And then, uh, yeah, just uh, really, really good. The acting was so great. Um, I thought all they were all fantastic. For me personally, if I had to pick one who stood out a, amongst them all was the actor who played Dre. I thought he was beyond Hawkins, outstanding. Yeah. yeah, he was just unbelievable. They were all great, but he was just the standout for me. Um, but I got a lot more to say. What did you think of the film? Man, I love this movie. I absolutely love this movie, and you know it's it's one that's been on my list for a while. You know because you know I'm a, I'm a poet myself outside of doing this stuff on the the YouTube channel and here on uh, Real Reject. So mm. you know I definitely resonate with with the story of uh, of artists coming together and like artists speaking their voices. So oh man, there's just so much about this movie that I really enjoyed. First of all, the acting performances from I don't know all the, the actors' names, but the guy who played Easy E, incredible, from he was from great. top to bottom. Coy Hawkins is, is Dr. Dre, amazing. His O'Shea Jackson, I think this is he's, acting he's debut. Really he did he's, an he's amazing really job playing yeah. his father. Well, he grew and up with he, it, but he, he was still up, very good. Yeah, he grew up with him, but he still had to audition for the of role. Of course, his acting is still acting, and he did great. Yeah, yeah. This movie, uh, as of 
recording this in 2024, this movie came out in 2015. It was almost 10 years in the making. And yeah, this was a movie definitely worth the wait. You know, I'm, I'm very grateful that we have the chance to experience it uh, with you guys. So I will say just a couple of critiques out the way before I get into the positive stuff. I really enjoy the fact that this movie, well, no, critiques first. Um, I wish we would have got to spend more time with the other members of NWA because mm-hmm. really this movie is focused on Easy, on Easy E, Dr. Dre, and Ice Cube. Mm-hmm. And... From all accounts, it was like five, sometimes more members of the group. And, you know, we see them in the background. Like, luckily, we some of these actors have gotten more notoriety since this movie came out. Right. More specifically, um, Aldous Hodge. And could you remember his name? Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, they didn't really get a lot of fair, of, fair point. of FaceTime in, in the movie. And there are just other things because I'm just someone who's naturally curious about people. And obviously the nature of this being a film, this is focused on NWA, the group. And then I guess the splintering off of um, their different lives and endeavors after the fact of their uh, initial breakup. So I would have liked to know more about Dr. Dre's life and the fact that he had a daughter, which I had no clue about prior watching this movie. Mm-hmm. He had a daughter before all of the fame and notoriety. And, you know, I would have liked to dive more into Ice Cube and his career. The fact that he went from this, a rapper who was in another rap group to NWA to then breaking off to his own music, which I didn't even know the, there was this rap beef between them. Um, goes to show my hip hop knowledge, uh, which in the, was in the awesome. early days, which was great. And also, yeah. How, what happened to him in the elevation of his career? What, what inspired him to go off into acting? I think these are just things that weren't central to the narrative, but me as a viewer were curious about and that's just a testament to the film of how well it's able to get you invested in these characters in these real people Mm -hmm. um yeah i really liked how just now to get into my positives i really liked how this movie was shown from the perspective of the nwa and their relationship to the police you know obviously you know there's this is a this is a film so things are a little bit heightened, but there definitely was that police brutality going on, uh, both with Rodney King and their individual experiences with it living in Compton. So I like that this movie painted the perspective of what their experience was because it really put you in their shoes to get you behind their music, you know, because even that, that one cop who I said looked like Mr. Potato Head <laughs> was they, they made reference to that in the song because yeah, you'll, you'll have these, these, uh, these officers trying to, you know, upstand with their, uh, predominantly, um, uh, palm colored, uh, comrades. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say. Uh, but anyway, I, I really enjoyed the fact that we got to see their perspective mm-hmm. and we got to explore that. And I like that it didn't shy away from the authenticity of the experience and their history because, you know, they produced this movie, uh, I believe Dr. Dre and Ice Cube, and, and Ice Cube mm-hmm. you know. So, granted, I feel like they never painted them directly in a bad light, but I do I'd like I do like how they honored the authenticity of the division that happened between them in their youth. I will also would have liked to have seen, because you you see that as they kind of spread apart, Ice Cube goes in his direction, Dr. Dre goes in his direction, Easy es doing his thing, and we know that Ice Cube and Easy e have this beef together. We know that Easy e and Dr. Dre were having 
contention in their relationships after Dr. Dre found out what was happening with the finance aspect mm-hmm. of things. But I would li- would have liked to know what Dr. Dre and Ice Cube's relationship was like at that time. Were they still cool in spite of the fact that they went off in different directions? Because they didn't. He didn't go to his record label with Priority. Mm-hmm. No, what was it? Priority was that the Priority Records? I think so. Started with the P. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there was there was that aspect of things, and yeah, like I said, I. I was on the ride from start to finish, and obviously, uh, Easy died at 31, and Ice Cube and Dr. Dre are still around with us. And this is a two and a half hour movie, and you can only display so much of the of totality of somebody's life yeah. and experiences within a two hour film, two yeah. and a half hour film. But I feel like it did a great job of putting us in there with NWA and doing it from an authentic place. They didn't try to paint them as heroes. Like they got down and dirty, and they, they, they acknowledged that. They didn't try to paint Ice Cube as. This uh, this whiny, this shining piece of uh, of glory, or 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 in like a pure light. Like he went in there and he stood he, up for himself. He stood up for himself. Yeah. He was smashing stuff in the when he wasn't getting his proper money. And I was yeah. like, yeah. I feel like some people would look at that and be like, whoa, like like we getting hostile for or whatnot. I feel like I mean, he but got- he was he was in his right. You know, because he stood up for what he knew was right. I feel like this movie definitely displays that Ice Cube has always been a man of integrity yeah. and of business. And I really, I really like and respect him. Yeah, for sure. Again, I have no idea if that was just dramatization or whatnot. I am not in any way, shape, or form a violent human being. And obviously, he did not cause violence. He was just messing up the uh, the office without physically touching uh, the executive. But he already had been previously screwed over uh, by Jerry and... In essence, I guess Easy E because Easy E was just letting Jerry do whatever he wanted. So Paul, Paul Giamatti was great too. Yeah, Paul Giamatti was fantastic, uh, and that was cool to again see him and F. Gary Gray work again together after they had done 1998's Negotiator. But I understood uh, why Cube was so damn fr- I mean, he had that conversation with that executive again, and he gave him his word. Uh, at that point, I would have said, "Dude, we we need a contract after what <laughs> happened the first time." But uh, again, a man is only as good as his word. Uh, again, I, I really like that they were shining a fact on just like, uh, and I kind of already spoke about this a uh, little earlier at the beginning of this review, but you got to be so damn careful. Not only who you let in your life just in general, but just especially on the, the business side. Yeah. I mean, especially when you're worth so much, you can just get screwed over so badly. Uh, I mean, you had two two different sides of it. You had obviously what Jerry was doing uh, to the group. I mean, you, you had what he was doing to Easy and the regu- uh, the other guys in the group. And then also you had, like, once Dre broke apart and he had Suge, right? Yeah, Suge uh, Now, Suge, it didn't seem like he was screwing him, like, financially, but he was creating a hostile environment. Yeah. And, you know, I got to say, one of my favorite lines in the film, which uh, I believe I displayed during the reaction, you know, there's no price for peace of mind. Nope. And that was such a powerful damn line. I mean, because and also, too, like, when uh, he was trying to, you know, be in a relationship and have Nicole move in with her, uh, with uh, him, Dr. Dre, and uh, she said, like, I know all about, like, the crap that goes on outside of our relationship, and it's like, you know, that made Dre, like, look within himself, like, like what other kind of environment am I being around that's, you know, outside my work, and that wasn't cool with him, uh, and, like, he wasn't okay with that, and, um, you know, I, that was just such a damn power, you know, you had the scene where uh, Cube, like, came in and Broke, uh, smashed up the the executive's office, but I love that scene too Seems with great. with Dre and Suge. Like, just like, hey, I'm not afraid of you. You can have everything. I don't care. 
I believe in myself. Same with Cube. Like, hey, I don't need no $75,000 check. I believe in myself. And right, I like, right, love right. that theme of believing in yourself. Um, because they were, I mean, these guys were worth so much and they're so damn talented. They were. And they love their Art. music. Yeah, they believe in what they do and they know that the mo- people love them and the money's going to be there. So mm-hmm. whatever you want to have, you know, my, my clients and my money, it's all good. I'll go create something else. You can have it. All right, Reject Nation, let's get real for a moment. Running this channel is incredible, but managing finances, especially taxes and budgeting, both for the channel and my personal life, can be overwhelming. That's where Rocket Money has been a financial lifesaver for me, even before I ever partnered up with them. Like I said, I've been very fortunate to be working with brands whose products I already use, so it's a win-win for them. Why? But it can be a win-win for you too, because there's a reason I use them. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that simplifies managing money by canceling unnecessary subscriptions, lowering bills, and crafting a budget that fits you your specific lifestyle. For someone like me who can easily lose track of expenses throughout every single day of the month, it's been eye-opening to see where I was overspending, stuff I don't use that I kept paying for, especially apps. Man, I have way too many apps. Rocket Money does the heavy lifting by analyzing your spending, then customizes notifications to help you stay within your budget goals. It's not just about saving money. It's about actively seeing and feeling your financial progress. It's a great feeling. They track your monthly subscriptions too. So many free trials I've signed up for that I forgot to you know, get rid of before the free trial was done. Making it super easy to cancel the ones you don't use. A couple of clicks and you're putting money back in your pocket. I'm telling you, have you ever found hidden subscriptions or pay for services you forgot about? Because Rocket Money is a huge asset in helping to uncover those and even negotiate some of my bills down to up to like 20%. So if you're ready to take control of your finances and there's no better time than now because it is the beginning of the year, check out Rocket Money and see how much you could be saving. Stop wasting money on things you do not use. So to help support the channel and help support your wallet, visit rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Rocket Money currently has a over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. They've helped me and I'm confident they'll do the same for you. That's rocketmoney.com slash rejects. Your bank account will thank you. Hello there, esteemed viewer of The Real Rejects. I, Greg Alba, language connoisseur and worldly gentleman, am here to bestow upon you the secrets of Babbel. Babbel is an engaging language learning app designed for real-life conversations, offering quick 10-minute lessons tailored by linguistic experts to effectively teach you a new language. It's conversation-based approach enhanced with speech recognition technology makes Babbel worth trying for anyone looking to learn at their own pace anytime anywhere my dear friends in this age of monolingual mundanity 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 Babbel is our beacon of hope crafted by an army of over 150 language experts their lessons are like linguistic caviar rich refined and oh so satisfying personal tale of triumph I once whispered sweet nothings in Spanish or for the layman Espanol to my wife courtesy of Babbel her reaction well I'll tell you she was utterly bewitched Greg you silver tongue devil, no paraphrase. She exclaimed such vocabulary as I basked in the glory of my perfect pronunciation. This babble isn't just about learning words. It's about embracing the art of conversation with podcasts, live classes, and a veritable smorgasbord of interactive lessons. I know the words I'm saying. And their speech recognition? It's like having a personal language butler. Ensuring every syllable is impeccably crisp. Now brace yourselves for an offer of monumental proportions. Here's a special limited time. time. Deal for our viewers and listeners to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription. But again, only for our viewers at babbel.com slash rejects. 55% off at babbel.com slash rejects. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash rejects. Rules and May apply. Join me, the Greg Alban, the adventure of language mastery at Babel. We shall not just learn no, nay, we shall conquer the world of communication. Or as they say in Spanish, comunicación. <laughs> We're done with this ad. So, yeah. 
I also like how the movie displayed the. There's two sides of it. I liked how they weren't afraid to speak their authentic truth to their experiences, mm-hmm. no matter how much pressure from either side that they were getting, they were going to say what they had to say because yeah. that's what they believed in. That's what was right. And I feel like as, as artists, it's a, it's important to explain, to, to display yeah. that, that authenticity. Um, yeah. I think it, it, it's your, your duty, you know, as a, as a creative to just display your experience in a, in an authentic light. And because those things that you, are able to share that that's going to resonate, you know, that, that those things are going to help somebody in, in ways that are not foreseen, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's, there's that aspect of things. And I liked the, the authenticity and the way that their group for the culture was um, kind of an anthem during this time, because, you know, they, we needed somebody to, I guess corral or, or um, like an anthem, I, I suppose, in this yeah. time of, of of um abuse, in this time of um unjust behavior. Yeah, it was terrible, and also kind of just uh, piggybacking a little off what you just said, where how much they were able to squeeze into two and a half hours, which I thought was they did a great job. It's also kind of the Harry Potter thing where there's only so much of the book you can fit into two and a half hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So my point I'm trying to make is I would love, I'm sure there's documentaries and YouTube videos. I, 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 and I'm going to make it a point of contention that after we, you know, finish this, uh, I want to watch some documentaries on this and get to explore more time because I, I'm so fascinated by this story. Obviously, again, I've watched many ice cube films. Um, and I've heard, you know, a few songs of uh, Dre, so I, I know a little bit about those guys. But uh, just this story and the group and everything, it's just I'm so much more fascinated now after watching this movie. And last thing I want to say, I really love that F. Gary Gray uh, put into meta things uh, in the film, which obviously we know happened in real life. One of them, which was uh, um, a Cube coming up with the script for uh, Friday, and then he was writing that line. And I just love that F. Gary Gray is directing that, and then he directed Friday as he's directing this. And then obviously you have the Bye Felicia line, which again was in Friday, which again F. Gary Gray directed. I just I love that meta stuff. It's just, I, I'm always so appreciative of stuff like that. But uh, overall, great film, great acting. Uh, the songs just again resonated with the time that they were in. It's disgusting the display that. Uh, you know, what was happening with the police, just racial profiling, mm-hmm. uh, stuff we still got to deal with today, just awful stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, just overall great film, uh, just uh, amazing story. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it as well. I thought it was an authentic experience and display of what it was like during that time. I wish we would have gotten more time or more focus on the other members of NWA. Yeah. But ultimately I agree. the that's, people that's that we, point. we did focus on, um, yeah. they did a really good job of portraying them. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that those small criticisms aside, I would give this movie an 8.5 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. And I'm so happy that I've seen it. And yeah, I can't wait to talk about it with the people I have uh, who People I know who have seen it and really do my own deep dive of NWA. Say you finally seen it now? I don't believe you. I finally see it. It only took me almost 10 years. It's on the internet. I can show you I've seen it now. (laughs) All right. So we got some fun little 
trivia facts here, Aaron, okay, that okay. we're going to read off from straight out of Compton. Hit me with them. So the letter that the FBI sent to NWA can be seen at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, Ohio. Really? Yes. Oh, that's dope. Yes. That. Okay. It's I feel like that was, that was something that was true. Yeah, of course. I, I'm sure there's a good amount of the film. That was, I mean, that was probably, I mean, you know, there's always, like you said, a certain thing that's dramatized, but... When Ice Cube is complaining to Brian about not yet having received his money, he exclaims that he has a baby on the way. Cube was, in fact, talking about O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was his firstborn in 1991, meaning oh, that O'Shea wow. Jackson... He was talking about himself during that scene. Oh, I wasn't trip. even thinking about that. That's oh, amazing. That is so meta. This movie is more meta, meta than it realizes. I love it. Yeah, oh, my God. That's, that, that's awesome. That's so trippy and awesome at the same time. That's great. The original cut of this film was three hours and 30 minutes. Whoa. The cutscenes included Dr. Dre's infamous beating of journalist D. Barnes. What? The incident where Dre was shot four times in the leg. What? And a graphic flashback of his younger brother's death. Ooh, yeah, okay. Obviously, we saw uh, well, we were told about his younger brother, uh, but I did not know about the other two I events. Had so no I, idea that he did that. Yeah, life. that I did not know either. Um, they should have put that in the movie. I don't know yeah. where would it fit in, I but mean, they should have been I'm in there. I'm sure there's, if you bought the Blu-ray or the DVD, I'm sure those deleted scenes were possibly included. Let us know in the comments section. Yep. Uh, the actual scratching when Dre is on the turntables was done by DJ Jazzy Jeff. Ah, that's awesome. Mm. Yeah, because they were also around during that time, but making very different kind of music. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Not gangster rap. Making a fun rap about uh, how parents don't understand and the summertime. Well, that came a little later. Yeah, very different kind of vibe than NWA was putting out. So this movie inspired Dr. Dre to secretly record his first album in 16 years, set to release on August 17th, 2015. The The album's name is Compton, a soundtrack, and he tweeted it as his grand finale. Wow. Just needed a little inspiration, I guess, right? I wonder if that was true. Did he actually have a grand finale after that? Did he did he make music after that? I don't know. I'm that I, I I should know more about Dr. Dre. I know that he made beats and this movie taught me a lot, but yeah, I'm Oh, you got to hear you got to hear this one. You ready for this one? Hit me with it. Easy E's son Lil 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 Easy Easy. Did I say that right? L I L Lil Lil Where is it? Where's the fact? L I L Lil Easy E. Yeah, Lil Easy E had auditioned for th- I know, sorry guys. Lil Easy E <laughs> had auditioned for the role of his father. But according to Ice Cube, it just didn't work out. Aww. Lil Easy was upset at first, but eventually became involved in coaching actor Jason Mitchell, who portrays his father in the film. Lil Easy, let's look him up. Let's see what he looks like. It would, I'm sure, it would have been like, you know, amazing for him oh, to be in the role. Okay. I'm sure it would. Again, I'm sure it would have been heartfelt and nice. But at the end of the day, you still got to act. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and O'Shea Jackson Jr. He was fantastic. Don't really look like his dad. No. No. All right, we'll read you a couple more, guys. Let's see. Oh damn! What? O'Shea Jackson Jr. prepared for two years to portray the role of his father, wow. partially because Ice Cube didn't want the appearance of nepotism in casting. Mm-hmm. Hey, fair deal. 
I mean, you got to, hey, you want this? You got to work for it. I love that. That's a good lesson for, for family. Yeah, he's had great career since. I mean, look, like Ice Cube didn't get anywhere on nepotism. So it's like, no. hey, I didn't get anywhere on nepotism. You're not going to. That's I right. like it. I like that. He's a man of integrity. Yes. Man of honor. Dre breaking down from hearing his brother's death was one of the first scenes shot in the film. According Whoa. to F. Gary Gray, the real Dr. Dre broke down and left the set after the second take. Oh, man. Jesus, yeah, I'm oh, sure that brought man. back memories for him that he didn't want to. I mean, because we were talking while we were reacting that. You're like, I wonder if Dre's like gotten peace from because he felt obviously guilty about not bringing him out to Miami and not yeah. watching over him. So I wonder That's... if he feels a sense of like, hey, I've forgiven myself. I don't feel as That's as guilty or guilty anymore. It's my, it's, yeah, but. His brother's always going to be his brother. Of yeah. course, but then watching that scene being filmed, it's like, oh my God, this is bringing back memories right now. Yeah. All right, we'll give you guys what two? Should we do two more? Sure, yeah, two okay, more. Okay, we'll good. do two more. Let me find some good ones here. All right, this one seems good. F. Gary Gray, who we all know, directed Friday, also directed the video to Ice Cube's most famous song, "It Was a Good Day," alongside Friday, which oh, wow. was which was written by Ice Cube as well. Okay, so they obviously have an amazing relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's good. I didn't know that. Oh, today. All right, everyone's day? favorite person, Jerry Heller. Jerry what Heller. To him? Jerry. Oh, I don't know if it's uh, here. Let's read this. Jerry Heller described how he viewed Eazy-E's thug persona as self-forged armor in his book *Ruthless*, a memoir. Heller's description of Compton, where Eazy-E and the other N.W.A. group members lived, was that no one survived on the streets without a protective mask. No one survived naked. You had to have a role. You had to be thug, player, athlete, gangster, or dope man. Otherwise, there was only one role left to you, victim. Mm. Wow. Sad. Yeah. Um, the infamous role by Felicia was just an ad lib along with Ice Cube forcefully pushing her out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, okay. I, yeah, one more. I think we got you want to do one more? Okay, sure. let's see. So this was the highest grossing music biopic until 2018 when a film I have not seen, Bohemian Rhapsody, grossed over $901 million. I think this movie's better than Bohemian Rhapsody. I haven't seen it, so I, I will just say, okay. This movie's great. Hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody's good, though. Rami, Mal- Rami Malek was really good in the role. But yeah, this movie... Damn, last one, O'Shea Jackson Jr. had to consume 1,200 calories a day and lost 15 pounds in 22 days. Wow. That's 15 pounds in 22 days? I don't know. That's that's, uh, that's quite a lot to accomplish. Not saying he didn't do it, but that is uh, quite a lot. Anyways, let us know if there's any other cool, fun facts that we didn't read. Yeah, because there's a bunch more we could have read off. It just might have taken another 20 minutes. But yeah, let us know if there's anything other uh, cool that we did not mention. Thank you so much for watching and being part of this journey with us. We greatly appreciate it. And yeah, let us know what is your favorite NWA song in the comments there. And hope you have a good day. 